Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the who, everybody? For they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the who, everybody? peacemakers for they will be called the children of God blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are you when people what everybody persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad because great is your reward where everybody for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Would you do me a favor? Would you just hold your hands out like this? Close your eyes, bow your heads, and would you say this prayer out loud with me? Would you do this? Dear God, God, I'm here today. today. I open my mind mind and my heart. heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Spirit. In Jesus' name. name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated, everybody. We're in a series called Attitude Check. Maybe that's the reason you was invited here today. (laughs) I've been telling that joke every week and it still gets funny. This is a series where Jesus did the best teaching. And a matter of fact, I don't know if you noticed that when we opened up, it said that that he, had, he went up on a mountain. So those who heard the best teaching of Jesus had to do a little work. They had to climb the mountain. And so today what I want you to know is this, is that if, you, if you're going to get the best teaching of Jesus, you have to do a little work. You've got to lean in. And, and it, the things that he was teaching us are not easy things to do. If it was easy things to do, then everybody would be doing it. And today we want to lean into Matthew 5 and 5, where Jesus simply said, Blessed, he said, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. I want to give you as the title today, I want to give you the words that we're going to say. And the words that you, what you see on the title is this, it says, it says that meekness, meekness, you got this with me, meekness says power under control. So I want you to say that word. I want, we, I want you to say it with me. We're going to say these four words. We're going to, let me say it, and I'm going to show you how to do it. We're going to say, meekness, power under control. Let's try that. You ready? Come on. Meekness, power under control. It's Father's Day. We got the power. Amen, everybody. We got the power. That's right. And this message is not just for fathers. It's for ladies, too. Because meekness power under control. Let's say it, everybody. Meekness, power under control. This thing about power, it's amazing because power can be misused. Would you agree with that, everybody? 
And when power is misused or abused, it's amazing how it takes the people down that have the power. We've seen this all through, listen, in the Bible, we see it all through the scripture. A guy by the name of Solomon, who was the most wisest man that ever lived, yet he got, and he obtained all of this power, got all of this power, he had wealth, he had everything that you could imagine. Matter of fact, the Bible says that he, he was so powerful, but I think he was crazy because he had 700 wives. <laughs> he meant everybody, I mean, that's nuts. I'm not slamming ladies, lady, I'm not slamming, I'm just saying that's crazy ladies, you know, that gives a whole new spin to the, to the show of Sister Wives. <laughs> okay, all right, that's what I'm thinking, it's crazy. I don't think a lady wants 700 husbands either. That's right. <laughs> then we have David in the Bible. David, who's a man, David in the Bible, you know the story of David and Goliath. Well, that David who killed Goliath grew up and he became king of Israel. He's become a man of power. He had all this influence and authority over all these people. And, and David, his kingdom grew and, and David could have had anything he wanted. And one day he was in his palace and he looked out the window and he saw, he saw where one of his uh, soldiers lived at, one of his great, mighty, brave soldiers lived. And there the soldier was out on the battlefield and the soldier's wife was there in his yard. And he looked at the soldier's wife and he said, oh my, 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 she looks so good. And so David, being a man of authority and power, had her brought to him, and he seduced her and ended up having an affair with her. She became pregnant, and David's soldier, mighty soldier, who was fighting for David's kingdom, was on the battlefield. And so David had him brought home and wanted him to sleep with his wife so that they could say the baby was really his. The man said he was so loyal to David, he said, how dare me come home and be with my wife when all the king's men are out there fighting. I will not. So what did mighty, mighty David do? He said, okay, go back to the battlefield. He sent him with a note and he told the general, said, well, go into this fierce battle and when that guy goes to fight, you pull back. And order he might be killed. And that's exactly what happened. He had him murdered. See, power got him. And before we go, I'll say, man, that's bad. Every one of us can think about politicians that get power and it corrupts them. We think about judges and police officers that, that it corrupts. We think about pastors that they get power and it corrupts them. And we think about parents who have power that sometimes have abused it. And before we pass judgment on all the people that we're thinking about, today I want to ask you a question. Have you ever misused your power? Have you ever gotten angry and said something you wish you had not had said? You misuse your power. Amen, everybody? Every one of us sitting in this room, every one of us, everyone watching online as well, every one of us have misused our power. Amen, everybody? And so you've got the power. I got the power. <laughs> I just, just had to do it. That may be a horrible song. I don't know anything else about it, but those two words. Every time I quote a song, somebody says, oh, you don't know the rest of that song, do you? <laughs> I used to go around singing the song, help me run, help, help me run. And that's all I knew of the song. And finally one day she looked at me and said, Jeff, 
hey, you need to listen to the rest of that song. <laughs> says, God, I don't think there anybody, there shouldn't be anybody else in your mind. <laughs> so if that song's offensive, I apologize. It just come out. <laughs> I got to control my power. <laughs> Let's say our four words, everybody. You ready? Meekness, power under control. The Bible translates the word meekness sometimes as self-control. But I don't think that does it justice because it's a little deeper than that. It's meekness is power under control. When I think about this power, this reigning power, I think about a stallion, a horse that's got all this, this magnificent power and it's just strong. But yet somehow that horse, when it when it comes, it, it lives this wild life, but yet when it is tamed, all of that power becomes under control. It's meekness. It's displaying meekness. I'm going to be transparent with you because I don't like meekness. Meekness feels too much like weakness, doesn't it? But meekness is not weakness because meekness power under control. I'm going to be transparent again. When I'm having to practice meekness, it makes me feel like a coward. Because when somebody does something to me that I can retaliate and I can take them out. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. And all of us have this ability to do that. <laughs> Many of us take a little thumbs and take them out, don't we? <laughs> but blast them on social media, whatever. When I have the ability to, to take somebody out who's trying to take me out, you know, they're trying to hurt me and I can hurt them worse. There's this part of me when I surrender that power and I don't do it, I feel like a coward. And I don't like feeling like a coward. I want to feel strong. I want to feel like, no, you ain't doing that to me. When Jesus was about to die on the cross, it's amazing to me how he displayed this meekness. Many could read it as weakness. But when he displayed this weakness, what's amazing, when they come to arrest Jesus, Jesus has so much power that one of the gospel writers wrote that, that when they come to arrest him and they say, are you Jesus? He said, I am he. And the whole battalion of soldiers that come to arrest him, when he said, I am he, they all fell down. Because of his power, when he said, I am he, the power that he displayed, that one, whew, fell on the ground, knocked him down. He had the power. But yet, he let him arrest him. Not only did he let him arrest him, let, let's say our four words, everybody. Meekness, power under control. Not only did he let him arrest him, but he let him take him in and falsely accuse him. He let them take him in and beat him, put those stripes on his back, spit on him, hit him, pull his beard out, and all the time he had the power. Don't just take my word for it. Jesus said it himself. Look what he said. In Matthew, it says this. In Matthew 26, it says this. 
Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scripture be fulfilled that says it it must happen this way? What I want to tell you is that, see, we look at Jesus' life and we look at the resurrected Jesus and say, that's power right there. But when I look at Jesus' life, I see the greatest power is not just when he was raised from the dead. I see the greatest power that he held his power back when everybody was abusing him. When they were hitting him, mocking him, nailing him to a cross, he had the power to stop them right there and and say, oh, no, you didn't, and you're not going to do it anymore. I'm going to slay you right now. He had the power, but he chose meekness. If he had not chose meekness, you and I wouldn't be here. He had to control the power. He had the power, but he controlled the power. Now, I just cannot imagine that because I'm going to tell you something. My power ends sometimes. Amen, everybody? Had it up to here. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe I could have took the, maybe I could have took the mocking. Maybe I could have took where they spit on me. Maybe I could have took that. But when they brought that whip out and cracked it across my back and that pain hit my body. Oh, no, no, no. You dead, you dead, you dead, you dead. (laughs) Amen, everybody. But it's meekness. And see, what I want you to know that you notice that Jesus said this had to be done that the scripture might be fulfilled. Now watch what meekness does. Meekness chooses. Jesus said, I choose to obey the Bible over what the crowd says because the crowd was screaming, save yourself if you're a real man, if you're a real Messiah, if you're a real woman, come on, stand, save yourself. That's what the world says today. Save yourself. And Jesus chose meekness. When the crowd was saying, show us your power. Watch this. Jesus even chose meekness when his own body was screaming at him what to do. Because when the pain was happening, his body was saying, get out of pain. Amen, everybody? Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Isn't that what happens when we get in pain? When someone puts an arm behind their back, and they say, cry, uncle, we, uncle, uncle, whatever. Get, let go of my arm. And Jesus, when his own body was screaming at him, he said, I'm still going to listen to the word of God. And I'm going to fulfill what the Father says, no matter how bad I'm hurting. It's power under control. Let's say our four words, everybody. Meekness, power under control. Now, today, I hope you're you're beginning to understand that you have power. I'm not telling you that you know, when someone's abusing you physically that you shouldn't do anything. I'm not saying that at all. No, 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 no. But what I am saying is there's some time that you've got to put up with some stuff to get to the greater stuff. Had there not been, had Jesus not had, had, had meekness and displayed this meekness and endured the cross, then we would have never seen the resurrection. Amen, everybody. 
What I'm trying to tell you is that in this moment right now where you're tempted to display this power and you're tempted to get them back, if you'll just hold on and practice meekness, it's only Friday, but Sunday's coming. Amen, everybody. That's all right. That's okay. I'll amen myself. I want to give you three things today that I do not have mastered. I want you to know this. I do not have mastered. I have not mastered this. I am with you. I'm sitting right beside you today because I struggle with this. Three things today that I think will help us. Number one is give yourself some space before responding. Someone told me just put the shut to the up. What are our four words, everybody? Meekness, power under control. You got the power, but can you control the power? Look right here. Jesus, here's our example. When he was accused by the chief priest and the elders, Matthew 27 is what I'm reading right now, he gave no answer. He gave no answer. Jesus, Jesus let his silence speak for him. Silence gives you space. Sometimes when somebody is going off, the best thing you can do is just shut up and let them just keep ranting. And many times, if you would just be quiet, they can hear how stupid they really are. <laughs> I have been stupid so many times. My wife is the best at this. I can get on a rant sometimes with Rhonda and all of a sudden she just quiet. She just lets me go. And finally, I hear what I'm saying. I'm like, oh my God, that was stupid, Jeff. It's amazing to me because the hardest thing to do when you're in pain is to control your tongue. <laughs> if you didn't say amen, I know you're saying, oh, me. <laughs> Come on, somebody. The hardest thing to do when you're in pain is to control your tongue. Because when you're hurting and somebody said something that's hurtful to you, it's hard to sit there. But the reason that you're practicing meekness and this power and the control, because there's a better day coming. I'm going to show you how to use this power in just a few minutes, so you've got to hold on with me. The second thing I would tell you is this. Look at the Bible. Well, let me just read James 1 and 19, because this is the verse I gave you on that little card a couple weeks ago. I hope, you're, I hope you got it. I hope you got it. Read it every day. James 1 and 19, look what he says. He says, my dear brothers and sisters... Take note of this. Everyone should be what, everybody? Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because he goes on and says this, that human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Amen, everybody? Amen. When I get mad, I ain't too godly. That's horrible English right there, but that's the way it is. When I get mad, I'm not really godly. So, to, in order to give yourself some space... Men, we want to help you out. And you know, there's nothing like sometimes guys just taking a break. And so we're having a guys night out. It's on your connection card. Matter of fact, just everybody go and pick up your card because I'm going to ask you to, I'm going to ask you to check a box anyways, just in a second. But our guys night out, you can just check the information on that card about that. And uh, it's uh, next uh, Friday night on the 23rd. I'd love to have a hundred of you come and take a break. Give yourself some space. It's amazing what happens when you hang out with guys like that. 
And the next step is this. It says, I will do my best to give myself some space before responding. Would you check that box? Because we want everybody to turn these cards in. You online, please fill out your uh, card because we want to pray over you because the Holy Spirit wants to help you and the devil does not want you to succeed in this. This is, listen, he doesn't, he doesn't want you to get this meekness stuff. He likes it when you show yourself. He, he likes it when the bad part of you comes out. So we're learning today that we're learning our full words. What are our full words, everybody? Meekness, power under control. You got the power. You got it. Number two, the second thing I would tell you to do this is that if, if we're going to practice meekness is submit yourself to the word of God. Submit yourself to the word of God. That's exactly what Jesus did. Again, sometimes it makes me feel like a coward. I don't like that feeling. But there's a better day ahead. Like that picture of that stallion there. Look, it's got a rider now. The stallion has a rider. And the stallion is submitting to the person on its back. It's much bigger. It's much stronger. But now that power is submitted power. That, that big stallion is so strong, got that little rider. I, I, you know, watching those people like a Kentucky Derby, this huge horse and this little bitty jockey on the back of it. And that little bitty man is, is driving that big horse. Why? Because that horse has submitted its power. And when you submit your power unto God and God's word, you become powerful, everybody. You win the race. Amen, everybody? Amen. You win the race. Look what the Bible says. Jesus submitted his power before he ever went to the cross and before they started all the, the trial and everything. This is what happened. Jesus went and prayed. He said, going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Now look at this. Let's read the last part. You ready? Come on. Yet not as I will, but as you will. He surrendered his will to the father. That's how he had meekness because he says, God, it's your will. Look at James 1 and 21. He says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness. Amen, everybody. Oh, nobody amen that. <laughs> you got to lay it aside. What's coming out of your mouth, by the way? Because sometimes people feel like they're releasing power and they're releasing curse words but that's releasing weakness because you don't have to think about that. That's automatic because you've heard everybody else. That's what the world does. Okay, move on, Jeff. I will. <laughs> Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with what, everybody? Yes. The implanted word, which is able to save your soul. That's our battle, everybody, is our soul. Save your soul. When I submit to, when I choose to submit to God's word, what I'm saying is I refuse to say, I know what the Bible says, but. The moment that you show your butt is the moment you're in trouble. Yeah. Amen. You lost your power. <laughs> you lost your, you lost your power. Amen, everybody. Oh, I'm, I hope you can handle this. When we let God's word tame us and we submit to it, we become content with who we are 
and whose we are. That's power right there. Oh, I got the power. You got the power. Let's say our four words. You ready? Meekness, power under control. Number three. Number three is ask the Holy Spirit to help you daily because this is a power. What I'm talking to you about, people that do not have Jesus Christ cannot do this. So when people that are not saved go off and make fools of themselves because they get angry and do something stupid, listen, you have the, they don't have the advantage you have. You can't, you can't look at them like you would look at yourself and say, well, I can't believe they did that. Well, if they're not saved, they don't have the power. Amen. If they're not saved and they're not asking the Holy Spirit to help them, they don't have the power. You got the power. Yes. There's nothing like someone that's supposed to have the power just acting like they don't have the power. So we got to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us every day so I can have the power. Remember we said a couple weeks ago, it's like when you're walking in the door and you open up the door and somebody's coming behind you and you say, you first. So we say with the Holy Spirit, what do we say? You first, Holy Spirit. The next time that you're about to throw down on somebody, you're about to lose it. You need to say, oh Lord, and all of a sudden, you first, Holy Spirit. And guess what will happen? You have the power. You have it. And all of a sudden, people are going to say, well, I don't know what happened to them because usually I knew what to trigger them. I knew how to make them look foolish because I could say something, make them mad, and they'd they'd make a fool out of themselves. And all of a sudden, you quit being foolish because you got the power. Let's say our four words, everybody. Meekness, power under control. And you powerful, you got it. You got the power. Look what the Bible says in Galatians 2. It's talking about the power of the fruit of the Spirit. It says this. When you have the Holy Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is what, everybody? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Oh, let's just stop there. In other words, when you got the Spirit, when you got the Holy Spirit in you, He's given you the power to be meek. In other words, to control your power. He's given you that power. You've got it. You've got it. Temperance, he says, against such there is no law. Why is this so important? Because you've got to have the Holy Spirit in your life. See, if you don't like the fruit that's happening in your life, you've got to look at the root. The root produces the fruit. And if you listen to all, listen, you can listen to everybody else. Unsaved people, people that are not filled with the Spirit are always going to tell you to do different. They're going to tell you, don't you be meek. Don't you be a coward. You display your power. But many times when you display your power, you lose your power. Amen? There's been so many people that have, that have displayed their power at the wrong time, the wrong way, and they've lost all the influence that they have, and people disrespect them now. They've been disrespected by people because they use their power the wrong way. But you got the power. Look what he says right here, 1 Peter 5 and 6. What, those, what are those first two words, everybody? 
See, that doesn't sound powerful, does it? But that is the greatest power. Humble yourself. Look what he says. Humble yourself, therefore, under whose mighty hand? God. Oh, everybody! When you humble yourself under God's hand, there's a great, great power. In other words, it's not just my power anymore. When I humble myself under his hand, that great almighty hand power is working in my life. Oh, my goodness. Then look what he says. Then that he may lift you up. When, everybody? Oh, there's a due date. You know, this is a season where there's a lot of babies being born at our church. A lot of, a lot of ladies are having, you know, pregnant and having children. I love it. Because that means that the series in February did good. <laughs> I preach relationship series in February so we can have some babies in the fall. <laughs> See, if people aren't getting along, they can't have... Never mind. Anyways. <laughs> yes! He said, Duta, I love babies because they give a due date. This baby's going to be born on this date. Hallelujah. And I see those ladies get about, they get about eight or nine months. They're like, oh, come on. Get this thing out of me. Come on, due date. Hope he comes early. Got a due date. What I want to tell you is your power has a due date. He says he's going to lift you up on a God's mighty hand. And what do you, that due date's going to come to where you're going to use your power. I don't know if any of you know about Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Oh, we watch Rocky. He gets in that ring. He gets in that old Russian. And that guy just beats him. I mean, he just beats him down. Oh, Rocky getting beat, beat, beat around. And we're saying, get up, man. Get out of there. And don't go back. He goes back and beat, beat, beat up again. But oh my goodness. Boom, 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 boom. Come on, man. Come on, I got you. I got the power. All of a sudden, when that music changes, all of a sudden, all that power that's been stored up, all of a sudden, it gets unleashed, and it knocks that old Russian out. Amen, everybody? Amen. Let me tell you something. God has given you power, and when you practice meekness and you hold your power back, you keep your power, there's a time coming that you're going to get to unleash that power. And you know how we unleash that power? There's, you get your reputation gets built and all of a sudden there's an opportunity for you to do good. And you don't feel like it, but you all of a sudden say, no, I'm going to hit back because look what the Bible says. Romans 12, 21 says this. Don't let evil what, everybody? Defeat. But what? Defeat evil with 
Yes, sir, when you hold your power back, there comes that moment that it's time to fight. And the Bible says that we are to fight for those that cannot fight for themselves. We are to stand up for those that can't stand up for themselves. It's not about me. It's about them. And when you save your power and you hold on to your power, your hour comes that God says it's time right now. And then you go out and you start doing good. You start using your influence to help other people. It's amazing how you change lives. It's amazing how God elevates you and all of those people that have been against you and tried to knock you down. It's amazing how the hand of God goes before you and he lets that power go and he takes care of the enemy. Amen, everybody. We're not going to be overcome with evil, but we overcome evil with God. We got the power. Let me tell you something. I hope you write this date down. I need you. July 29th, 9 a.m. We're going we're gonna to release our power. We're going to pray over every school in Henry County. We've already got about 30 or 40 other churches joining us. There'll be 150 joining us before now. We're believing for 5,000 people on the 29th to pray. How many of you, you believe that prayer, it'd be great if there was prayer in school. How many of you believe that would be great? Okay, wait a minute. I want you to use your power. Prayer will be in school if you show up on the 29th because we will be there at the school to pray. Don't, don't, let's don't complain about the people in control. When, we, when we, can, we got our own power, if you refuse to release your power, then don't complain about somebody else. Amen, everybody. On the 29th, we're going in because it's Balboa time. It's time to say no. You know, the police have done all they can do. Parents are doing all they can do. And now it's time to fight the spiritual battle. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Amen, everybody. We're going to unleash our power, our spiritual power. It's time to fight. Amen, everybody. Doing good. We're going to do the good. And when we do the good, it's time to put the gloves on, baby. You don't realize that, do you? You think, well, I'm just, no, no, no. If you keep doing good, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will take care of all the retaliation that needs to happen. It's amazing what he will do to your enemies. You know why they keep on bothering you? The Holy Spirit's working. He's, a, he's working on them as well. What's our four words, everybody? Power under control. You've got the power. Now let's tame it. And let's use it for the good. Amen, Amen everybody. Amen. <clears throat> this morning, if you do not know Jesus Christ, you don't have the power. And you've got to have the power. Because you're going to want to do something. You're going to need that power to speak to you and say, no, no, now is not the time. But the time's coming. We're only in the fourth round, but the twelfth round's coming, baby. And you're going to get to use your power the right way. So I want to invite you today, if you do not know Jesus Christ, your Savior, whether you're watching online or in this room, I want everybody to bow your heads and I want you to pray this prayer in your heart, not even out loud, and the Holy Spirit's going to help you. Let's pray. In your mind, not even out loud, would you say this prayer if you want to receive Jesus today? Dear Lord Jesus, I need that power. I need Holy Spirit power. Come into my life today. Save me. 
Forgive me of my sins and help me to do your will. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen, everybody. Let's give God a hand for all the people that prayed that prayer. Today, if you prayed that prayer online and in the room, check it on the box on, on this card as you turn it in. Said, check the box that I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. I want to send you something in the mail that will help you on your spiritual journey because I want good for you, everybody. I want you to have that power. I'd like to do something. It's Father's Day. I'd like for every father in this room to stand up. Would you, every father, would you stand up? Every father. We got the power. Wow. Remain standing, men. Remain standing. If you're a father, dads, I want to say something to you today. I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for being a leader in your home. And you know, every, I don't know one father that didn't feel like, man, I dropped the ball here, I dropped the ball. No, 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 no. You're a good father. You're a great father. I just want you to know we love you. And we need you. We need men of God right now. Amen. Men are meek. They know how to control their power and then release it at the right time. And I just want to say thank you today. I'd like for everybody else to stand with me. And I want you to notice that father around you. And I'd just like for you just to stretch your hand toward that father because we're going to pray God's favor over the father. There's, been, there's, there's a spiritual attack over the men in our community, uh, in our country. We want to pray God right now. I pray for every father that's in this room and those that are online right now watching. I pray, Holy Spirit, today that you would give them a power that they didn't even realize they had. Lord, give them the, the power, the meekness, oh God, that's under control. And God, help them to know when to use their power. I pray, Holy Spirit, today that you will bless them. And God, that you will fill them with your Holy Spirit. And every day of their life, let them know that you're with them. And that you will never leave them or forsake them. And we just thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give our dads a hand. Dad, we love you so much. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.